0: Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you.
1: Heavenly Father, we just come before you today, and Lord, we're so glad to be plugged into you, Lord. We're so glad to have you, to have your Holy Spirit, Lord, to have your salvation, to have all the blessings that you bestow upon our lives, Lord. May we be a light. May we be the salt, Lord. Help us. We're, we're here working with our own hang-ups and our own deficiencies, and just help us to realize that you are building us into a vision that you have so that we can go forth and then lovingly reach others and help them to see and also walk into the light. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity today. Thank you because we all could be here on this beautiful day. And we thank you for your presence and we feel your peace and we just love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So as as pastor spoke I, I remember a statement that that Nick made when he said that he was living the dream remember when Nick said that he said that he was living the dream and living the dream comes from being connected to God being connected to Jesus Christ having that salvation because as we begin to walk in that life not just know scriptures or memorize them but walk in them and it becomes a living thing in us that's when we begin to walk that dream and that's when things like what happened to 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 bishop boone with the license these things happen but if we can get to have that faith to be there uh, uh to be there and actually we don't do it god does it he does it in us the bible tells us to if we don't have faith to ask for it ask for it we need to ask god to give us to that get us to that level and as the pastor said earlier also unfortunately it, it it makes me sad i can i remember when jesus i think he was looking toward jerusalem that he started to cry because he felt bad for them they they were so close they could have had it so great but they they weren't getting it they weren't getting it or they were being stiff-necked or whatever and it wasn't happening so Today's message, you can see it talks about you are important. What makes me sad is I see people walking around, and if I was to be my old self, I would get really sarcastic and stupid and say insulting things because you know you see people the way they dress, the way they walk around, and I don't know. I, sometimes I want to say, buddy get a life. What's wrong with you? Wake up. You know what I mean? But that's not really my personality. I can't, I can't do that. Pastor's a little bit more like that. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't work that way. But like he said, people don't think much of themselves. People, unfortunately, they think they're trash. They think they're, there's nothing there. They're, they're focused on, on, on the negative. What we need to realize and understand people is we don't do this. God does this in us. He's the one who saves us. He's the one who lifts us up. So today's message is called, You Are Important. And I'm going to begin with Psalm 139, verse 14, Psalm 139, verse 14, where it says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous how well I know it. Amen. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. God, when he created us, he was excited. He made something special. When you look at the whole picture, God wanted to share everything he is and everything he has with us the whole purpose in us being here is so that we could share with God that he could share all of his blessings with us. The psalmist was acknowledging that he understood that God had created him. Uh, You know, these people that pastor was talking about that have a whole different agenda, they're, they're someplace else. Here the psalmist knows that God created him. And if we go back one verse to verse 13, it says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. God made us to detail every single detail very carefully so that everything works incredibly. We often speak here about how we were created in God's image in likeness. There are things in us, there are things about us that are like God. We are not God, but he put a lot of good stuff in us, okay? So we need to understand who we are. I always say this, we need to understand who we are, where we're standing, where we're coming from, and very important, where we are going, and that there is a purpose. You're you're not just a speck of dirt here. God has an important purpose for your life. So, and we saw here that it said in verse 14 that we are a marvelous creation, okay? I want to lift you up today. I want you to know that you're special. You're special in the eyes of God. But now, look at, we, <laughs> look at where we are. We tend to look at people who are famous or who seem to be important, and we make gods of them. We make them into gods, and we applaud them, and we even worship Famous people. Everybody, the whole industry of news and magazines and all that, they sell gazillions of dollars because people want to see what's going on with somebody who they see as important and famous, right? Go through the magazine section in the supermarket, in Publix, and then you're going to see all the covers, and you're going to see the faces of all the people who are important in the, in the world. We know who Oprah is. We know who Donald Trump is. We know who Beyoncé is. We know who the Kardashians are. We know what's going on in their bathrooms, you know, whatever. You know, we, know, we want to know all those details. You know. Uh, also, if you go on Facebook. Okay, Puerto Rico we know who Bad Bunny is, <laughs> we know who Ricky Martin is, we know who Jennifer Lopez is, and we even know all the parts of their bodies and all that kind of stuff. We, we tend to think that we're trash and we look at other people and we think, oh no, they're important, they're really into something and we, and we, don't, we don't value what, what we are and what we have in us, okay? Now, I'm gonna go into something here. There were other people that we didn't know anything about. Some people that we didn't know anything about. And they seemed to be insignificant, like there was nothing going on with those people, until tragedy struck their lives, okay? Before the morning of Tuesday, September 11th, 2001, life was perfectly normal in new york city remember that every day thousands and thousands of people would go in and out and in and out of the world trade center neither you or i nor the rest of the world pay much attention we know that those buildings are there there are a whole bunch of people going in and out but has nothing to do with us that is until Four passenger planes were hijacked that day, right, by 19 Al-Qaeda terrorists. Two of the planes crashed into tower number one and number two, the North Tower and the South Tower. Parenthesis, you're not going to believe this. It has nothing to do with the message, but I got to mention this. We used to say that my mom worked for Warner Brothers because my mom was a cleaning lady. And she was the foreman on floor number 87 of all the cleaning ladies. And she personally would clean the office of the president of Warner Brothers. So we used to say that she worked for Warner Brothers, you know. And then I think she got really scared one day because she was cleaning and some kind of a little thing fell and broke and she was freaked out, you know what I mean. But yeah, she worked there um, and my dad would drive her to work. You know, tremendously, faithfully for many, 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 many years, and she made more money than my dad because she had a better union than my dad, and she worked on the eighty-seventh floor. But by this time, she wasn't around. By this time, she wasn't around, and um, that that day, the two of those planes crashed into those uh, the two the two uh, what are they? the twin towers the twin towers, and um, each tower had a hundred and ten. Floors, 110 floors, okay? You know most, most of you know this. Okay, within one hour and 42 minutes, both towers came crashing down. They totally, totally collapsed, okay? In total, in the 9-11 attacks, 2,996 people lost their lives. 2,996 people. It was the incident in which the biggest number of firemen and policemen lost their lives in the whole history of the United States of America. Okay, 343 firemen and 72 policemen lost their lives. Almost 500 uh, families. Can you imagine the pain, the, the 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 pain, the hurt, the 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 this you know disaster uh, that 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 was for all those families that day. So what I'm getting is that until that day. Most of us didn't even know what the heck Taliban was. What the Taliban, what, the, what is that stuff, you know what I mean? Puerto Rico, we joked around about that word forever, the Taliban. What the heck is that? Or Al-Qaeda or Osama bin Laden. And they were not really in the front of the minds of most people in the world. You know, they just weren't that important. But in one instant, the whole, moon, the whole world stopped. And we were all marveled at the amazing amount of destruction and the loss of human life that was happening today. We can, you know, right before our eyes. I remember that I didn't, I didn't see the first one, but I saw when the when the second one came down. I saw it on TV. That day, you know, able to see it. So all of a sudden, those thousands of people who are trapped and lost under the ruins of those buildings, the twin towers, uh, were the focus of the minds and the eyes of the entire world. Everything, all those people in that whole situation had not meant anything to anybody, but now they were, okay? For example, before 9-11, the world didn't know who Janelle Guzman was. Janelle Guzman, nobody knew who she was. Okay, I'll tell you what happened with her. The next day, this was the 11th, on the 12th, the The uh, workers were, were digging to try to find survivors, okay? And they found Janelle Guzman. She would be the last, the last of 18 survivors. In other words, they were able to dig out 18 people alive from the mess. And she was the last one the next day, okay? Before that, all these people had been insignificant unimportant and they were almost invisible almost invisible you know um, like a lot of people feel they feel invisible They feel like they're not worth anything. You know, there's so many important things going on in the world. These people, the 2,996 people, were just a small handful of the 7.3 billion people, 7.3 billion people that we all live here on planet Earth. Okay, that was what was happening there. Why were were they all important uh, all of a sudden? Why was that? Because suddenly something happened, something big happened in their lives. Because for for one reason or another, at that moment, at that second, it made the world stop and notice what was going on with them. Okay. But what I want to say today, the point that I want to bring across to everyone, and the reason I'm talking about this is that we need to know and we need to understand That all of us, we are important to God. How many say amen? Amen. Okay. We are all important to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at this. People that we see every day. People that we see and we just keep on walking. People that we pay attention to and people that we decide to just ignore. You know, all these people are important to God. Everyone is important to God. Every human being. When God made the human race, He made man and woman in His image and likeness, and we are all important to God. That's why that last night that came out, you know, you know, and the pastor was doing a really good job of being the jerk that wants to be with your daughter, and and um, you know me, I try to be nice and everything, so I was trying to be like what I am, but then all of a sudden it hit me. No, the problem is. Honey, we have not raised our daughter right. If she is looking at this guy, we've done something wrong. We have not prepared her. And, and, but that's the thing, that we are not valuing ourselves. And in that thing last night, I spoke to the youth, and I told them, guys and girls, you, you need to value who you are. You need to know who you are. Because when you know and value who you are, then you are going to act in a way that makes sense. When you think you're a piece of trash, the way you're going to move, it's not correct. It's not going to be good for you or good for anyone else. Okay? Every person on the earth is important to God. Let's go to Matthew 10, 29 to 31. You've You've all seen this scripture before. What is the price of two sparrows, two birds, one copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Okay, so not only are all the sparrows important, but when, think about that, every hair on the head of every person on the planet is important to God. I think he's trying to get a point across. Do you get the point there? How important we are to him? I want to say something to you it wasn't the nails that were in Jesus hands and his feet that held him to the cross he's God what held him to the cross was the love he had for you and me that's why Jesus went to the cross because he loved us extremely more than we can possibly imagine you know what I mean He has something in his heart that even a lot of Christians don't have. And that is to understand that God, Jesus, truly loves everyone. God loves everyone. That's his beginning position. God starts there. God loves us. Do you remember the adulterous woman? The adulterous woman that they threw at the feet of Jesus? Ah, we just caught her in the act of adultery. What are you going to do? Jesus loved that woman. Did you notice that? She was important to Jesus. He loved her. The children, remember that the children were coming around Jesus. They wanted to touch him and be around him. And the disciples were trying to get them away. Don't bother the master. And he said, no, no, leave those kids alone. Let them come here. They're important. He wanted to put his hand on them and pray for them. Okay. Remember the widow lady, the widow lady that all the big fancy people were bringing their offerings, and she gave two cents, everything that she had. She was important to Jesus. People are important. We're all important to Jesus. And what about Lazarus, Jesus' friend who got sick and died? It says that Jesus wept. Jesus wept. I don't even know if it says that ever again in the Bible. He, he wept because he loved his friend Lazarus. And he loves all of us. He loves all of us. You need to know today, you are important to God. I know you see a mess, you see all your complexes, you see all your problems. <laughs> nobody, nobody else knows your nitty-gritty, dirty stuff that's in the closet, but you know. So that, that, the devil uses that to make you think that you're not worth anything, that you're not going to make it, that you're not going to get there. But you are important to God. Now, let's look at something. I understand that in this world, sometimes hatred can grab a hold of our hearts especially in the sense of when you see people that harm other people. You know what I mean? You could hate people that hurt other people. But let's look at something here. Take a minute. Who are the terrorists? Who are these people that hurt other people? Because we saw that the terrorists were the ones who took those planes and crashed them into the towers. Who are the terrorists? Okay, let me tell you something. Most of the people who are like the army of the gangs the army of the gangs in Chicago New York Los Angeles and other cities are young people children a lot of very young people they're the ones they're the soldiers they're the soldiers okay they're children many times who grew up without a father in the home <laughs> we hear about that a lot in this church they grew up without a father in the home nobody taking care of them without direction and without love until one day a drug dealer huh a drug dealer or a religious fanatic insane person grabs one of those kids boy or a girl boy or a girl and makes them feel like they're worth something they're important we got a job for you to do. You're important. You're going to be you're going to be big. We're going to you're going to be in the big time. Okay? So see 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 how that comes together. Why and okay, so now that person made that child feel like okay, maybe I'm I'm not just a piece of dirt. And now that kid will do any perverted, sick, cruel, crazy thing that they are taught to do. Why? Because somebody came along and made them feel that you do have some value. You're important. And with that, They twist their minds so that they can. They do all kinds of horrible things. Horrible things. Just because somebody made them feel now that they're important. Somebody because somebody paid a little attention to them and made them feel they're important. So I feel that it's very important that every child or every young person that comes through the doors of this church, that we let them know that they are important. What do you say? Huh? Is that important or what? We need to grab people. People are in the mud. They're down low. They think they're trash. We need to let them know that just from the minute that you're born, that you're created, you are important. You are important. You are important. I want everybody here to know that, that you are important. You're not just a little face in the multitude, okay? Okay. We want you to know also that for us, you're not just important when there's a tsunami in your life or when a bomb goes off. No matter what's going on, you are important. No matter what's going on, you're important. Okay, this has nothing to do with nothing. You notice we don't take up offerings in this church. We're not here after your money. We're here because we are sent by God to love you and to give you the good news and help you to understand that God has a purpose for your life. Okay? We're not here to, be, to, to see you as important because you became a movie star or because you became a sports star or because you became the president of the nation. No, you're important right now the way you are. Your existence is significant. You are significant. There's a reason for you to be here on the planet. God has a purpose, has, uh, has things for you to live and things for you to do, okay? Okay. Okay, where you are in your life is important, whether that's good or bad, whether it's pretty or not pretty. We love you, whether you're pretty or whether you're ugly, whether you're good or whether you're bad. We love you. That's where the whole thing begins. God wants to begin working in your life, and then that begins the journey, okay? We love you whether you're young, old, single, married, divorced, widows, straight, bisexual, or gay. We love you. We love you and God loves you. Okay. God has plans for your life. God has plans in your life. God has plans for your life. He has wonderful plans for your life. Wonderful things that he wants to do with you. And then a lot of that down the line is going to have to do with where you want to go and what you want to do. But the beginning is that God loves you and that we love you. Okay. Look at this. You matter. You matter. You're important. Whether you love your life or whether you hate the whole world, we love you. You're important. Look at this. You're important. If you've never been in jail a day of your life or whether you just got a, out of jail last night. <laughs> I know in this, in this church, I would say there's a few people, a few, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe like your fingers, you know, there's a few that have come out of jail. And there's a few multimillionaires as well. This is an amazing church. There's a little bit of everything. All that has nothing to do with nothing. The love of God is there. God loves you. God loves you. All right? If you're red, yellow, black, white, you're precious in the eyes of God. Whatever you are, you're precious. I love that variety. I love that variety. That's how salsa was born. Salsa was born by combining all different kinds of music together. I love it. When you mix cultures, when you mix things up, it's fantastic. Okay, whatever your religious experience is, whether it's positive or negative, your experience with religion, with church, whatever, we love you. God loves you. God loves you. Okay? God has a purpose. He wants to take you to someplace. Okay? You're important. Whatever your doctrine is or if you don't believe in anything, if you love or if you hate Jesus, it doesn't matter. We love you anyway we love you anyway. God has a plan for your life, okay? We care about you. We're praying for you, and most important of all, God loves you, okay? You don't have to become famous. We don't need to read about you in the newspaper. We don't have to see your little face in the news. We love you. You don't have to destroy your life for us to you know look at you and 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 understand that you're important and, and love you and care about you right now you're important wherever you are in your life at this very moment your life has significance it has value you're important to your family you're important to your friends and you're important to god now in this church we we are our, our, our dream is that people's lives would be changed that people's lives would be transformed okay not because you're joining a social club and now you're one of the in people no because the word of God is going to get into you and as that gets into you it's not just words it's God God and as you walk in that and obey that your life is going to be transformed that's what we want to see okay so if you you can trust that if you invite your friends or family to come to the church you know what we're going to do we're going to tell them that they're important Okay, that's what you need to know. You can, you know, what we were just talking about today. We need to start inviting people. We need to fill this, oh, we were talking about it last night too. We need to fill this place up. We've been blessed. We need to share that to other people. We are the light, we are the salt of the earth. And when people come here, we are going to lift them up. We're going to open up their minds to the fact that no, 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 you're not a piece of dirt, you're not a piece of trash, you're important to God. So just sit down and start learning what you need to learn so you can understand all the wonderful things that God wants to do in your life and with your life. Okay, Um, when we go to Acts 2.39, it says, This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Okay, okay. I'm reading in on a, a simple version. This promise is to you, your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord your God. This promise was made by the apostle Peter. And what does it mean? It means that we're all important. We and the people who come after us, everyone who, who hears and listens and reacts to the call of God, all very important, Okay. We're so important that God wants to fill us with His Holy Spirit. He wants to be in us, wants to be in us and guide us and bless our lives incredibly. The only thing that's needed is that the person would be willing to let God come in and direct your lives and receive the gift. That we receive from god the gift of the holy spirit i'm believing god for big miracles in your lives how many say amen i believing that i'm praying that god will provide everything you need and i'm praying that he was gonna bless you richly okay when brother boone went for the license all kinds of stuff happens what i'm trying to tell you is that if we are connected to god if we submit to god and obey the word of god We are going to be living the dream. Whatever happens is going to work out well for you. Because if you're connected to God and living according to the word of God, then God is there in the midst of problems, situations, and all kinds of stuff that the devil throws at us, that the the, the Lord is with us to get us through there. And if there are difficult situations, what's going to happen is we're going to grow muscles. We're going to grow spiritual muscles. And when we get to the other side of that problem, we're even stronger. And again, able to help and guide other people along the way. Okay. So I'm praying for God to supply everything in your life. I'm believing God for amazing things in your life. Why? Because you're important. There's a reason that you're here. There's a reason that you're here. God has purposes. And the way this works is that God works through the people that are with him. God works through the people that are with him. So one part, important part of our faith is that we receive from the Lord and we grow, and then we are responsible to pass that on to others. To pass that on to others, to anybody who's Interested to anybody who's, who's who's willing to listen, anybody who's ready to receive it. So I wanna, I wanna, I don't want to take too long today. I want to end with this little section here, which the Lord put in my heart, because uh, I was checking this morning. You know, you can find out anything on Google before you had, I had that whole thing that my dad had with a whole bunch of books in it. You know, the encyclopedia, but now it's all in Google. So I I, I was just wondering, and I I was checking how many pages is the Bible? So it's, I don't know, they say it's somewhere close to like 1,300 pages, 1,300 pages, you know, and I know like, before I, before I was saved, I would stay at a hotel sometimes, and I would grab the Bible, I wasn't saved, I would grab the Bible, I would read like, I don't know, half a column, and I'd be, I would fall asleep, you know what I mean, like, 1,300 pages, you know what I mean? Like, it it can be a lot. It's a lot to wade through. It's a lot to get through. And especially if you're not a believer, then it's even more difficult to understand. Once you receive Jesus in your heart, you have the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit helps you to, to get into the Word. But what I'm getting at is, okay, there was a missionary, a guy named Bill Bright, years ago, and he thought, I need to find a way to help people to, like, get one foot in the door of of the bible and the things of god so this was something that he came up with and it it is kind of simplified it's a very simple way of looking at it he came up with something something cute easy it's called the four spiritual laws four spiritual laws and the four spiritual laws is a way that we can all understand what the heck happened here how did I get saved? How come I'm with God now? Why did I need God? How does this all work? You know, the plan of salvation, the, the, the coming in through the door. And he calls it the four spiritual laws. Okay, I want to say something. <clears throat> Talking about the word grace, grace, what does grace mean? I've said this here a bunch of times. Grace is something good that comes from, from there to me that I don't deserve. That's what grace is. Something good that comes to me that I don't deserve. And that's how God works with us. We don't deserve our salvation. Okay, according to the Bible, Adam and Eve, we're going to give Adam some cocotazos when we get up there in heaven. You know what I mean? Like Adam and Eve disobeyed, and they're the first humans, so we come from them. We all come from Adam and Eve, so they are they became sinners. So we are born sinners, okay? This is, you know, I'm just telling you like it is. When you're born, you're a sinner. No, but I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Even before you do anything wrong, you are a sinner. But as you go along, very quickly, you will begin to sin. We just do. That is human. That is what. What are the Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments are there to show us that there's no way that anybody can ever do that perfectly for their whole life. Okay. And the way the Ten Commandments are set up, the minute you blow one of them once, that's it. You're done. You're gone. You're gone. So nobody can get into heaven. Nobody can reach the holiness that we need to be able to be in the presence of God. So Bill Bright wants to help us. So he comes up with this thing. Okay, <clears throat> the four spiritual laws. And the first law has to do with the most important and the most famous scripture in the Bible. I remember when I was about eight years old, we went to a thing with some missionaries, and they gave me that scripture, and I memorized it, and it was with me forever. Maybe that was working in me, and it got me saved later on, you know. But the scripture is John three sixteen. Uh, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. So the whole human race is messed up since the Garden of Eden, since man was first created. They got kicked out of there and they had like this angel with a sword so that they couldn't get back in again. Okay, so we are out. We are out of that grace of God at that point. Then God sends his only son, Jesus Christ, died in the cross. He bought our salvation. Okay. Because Jesus went to the cross, died, and resurrected, now we have a way to be saved. What does it say that? So everyone who believes in him will not be lost, but have et- et- eternal life. Okay, we know that death is being eternally separated from God. Death is that God is over there and you're over there. That is what death is. Death is not when the body dies. Because when the body dies, Richie keeps on going. We're still here. We're here eternally. We never end. We were here before we were were born. And we're going to be here after the body is buried in the ground. So where are you going to spend eternity? God sent his son to open that door for us. Now, uh, okay, John 10.10 says, the thief's purpose, the thief, the devil, the devil's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life, abundant life. See, the devil came to steal everything you have. There's another thing I want to tell you. The devil talks to you, okay? The devil talks to our mind, and the devil gets us depressed and tries to separate us from everything that God wants to do in us. The devil came to kill and to destroy. Jesus Christ came to give us life. Life abundantly. Life abundantly. Like, think about this. When we get to heaven, it's all there. When we get to heaven, all there. So that I see that abundantly as now in this life. God wants to bless you now in this life. It's not only for later. It's now and and later. Okay. So that's where this whole thing begins. Uh, Law number two. Law number two is that there's a problem. There's a problem. God sent his son, but there's a problem. And the problem is called sin. The problem is always sin. What is sin? Anything that goes against what God wants. Anything that goes against what God wants us to do is sin. And man, we got a lot of stuff that we want to do, that we love to do, that we like, that goes against what God wants. The problem is sin in this world. Okay, now, Romans three twenty three. Everyone has sinned, so we all fall short of God's standard, the glory of God. The Bible says that we are all sinners. You don't like that? I know what you're thinking. Oh, I'm not so bad. I'm not as bad as and so over here. No, no. The Bible says that we're all sinners, period. It is what it is, okay? It is what it is. We need to accept that. We need to understand that. And part of salvation is recognizing that and asking God for forgiveness. Asking God for forgiveness. Just, I mean... We could give you a whole class to explain to you all the kinds of things that are sin. You know. Because people think that some big things are sin. And no, no. Even little tiny things are sin. Uh, Hey. They're calling you on the phone. Tell them I'm not here. That is a sin. That's a lie. That's a sin. And that sin puts you in hell. Okay. So. Come on. You got truckloads of sin in your life. And you think you're a real sweet person. Yeah. You're a sweet person. But you're a sinner. Okay. So. We're sinners. Then, it says in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin, the payment for sin, is death, okay? But the free gift from God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ, okay? Payment for sin is death, but the free gift of Christ is is, is life, you know, life eternal, okay? All right, rule number three, law number three. So, one was... God has a plan for your life. He wants to save you. He sent his son to save you. Number two, sin is in the way. Okay, so we got something good and then we got a problem here. Now, law number three, salvation comes only through the acceptance of Jesus Christ by faith. Okay? In Spanish, they say, No le buque la cinco patas al gato. Okay? It is what it is. The only way to be saved is by faith in Jesus Christ. It's a gift. It's by the grace of God. And how do you get into there? By faith. I accept it by faith. God said it. I accept it. The only way to be saved on this whole planet is that. Connect with Jesus Christ. That's what it says. Christ died on the cross, he paid the price for our sins, and he resurrected. When he resurrected, he conquered death. Okay? He went further than death. Okay? And as we go into him, that death that came to us because of sin gets cast aside, and we have life in our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? John 14:6. Jesus told him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Those are Jesus' words. Okay? Jesus said that he is the only way. No one can be saved. No one can come into the presence of the Father except through him. So God has a plan. Sin is in the way. And Jesus is the the answer. So what happens? Most of us here are Latinos. We know that stuff. We were born Christianos, supposedly. But step four, law number four, is just knowing that is not going to cut it. Now that you know that, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to grab onto that? Or are you just going to keep walking like you don't care? I'm talking about your eternal salvation for the rest of eternity, not for your life, for eternity. This is it. I'm giving you the news. I'm giving you what it is. This is God's plan. This guy, Bill Bright, made it so simple that we could understand this. You know, and so rule, law number four is just knowing that is not enough. We need to chew on this. We need to think it through. And this is not a joke. This is not a game. We need to decide, do I want that? Am I interested in that? Is this something that, you know, I can, I can grab onto and do? John 1.12 says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave him the right to become children of God. Once more, to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave them the right to become children of God. Okay, so if I am born in Brooklyn, New York, See how I said that like a real New Yorker? If I'm born in Brooklyn, New York, then I have the right, I have the privilege that anything that somebody from Brooklyn could have, I can have that. Because I have the right to be a citizen of Brooklyn. If I'm born in Havana, Cuba, I have the right to be a Cuban citizen with everything that's included in that. And this, the Bible says that at, at, you know, all who have grabbed onto Jesus, believe in Him, and accept His as his, his salvation have the right to be children of God. And what is my son? What's, what's the story of my son? My son inherits everything that I have. My son inherits every, everything that I have, everything that I do. I work. Why do I work? Everything. I do that for my son. We get the right to become children of God. Amen? See see what God is offering us? Now, this is why I, I love this thing. I learned this little thing about the four laws after I got saved. I got saved because God spoke to me. Okay? I was going crazy. I was smoking too much pot. I was doing crazy stuff. God spoke to me. And by his mercy, by his grace, okay, I was not good. I was a mess. But God came to my life and, and something happened that started and that ended up with me being saved. I learned this afterward. But it helped me so much to understand what happened. God has a plan for your life. Sin is in the way. Jesus is the answer. Grab onto him. Grab onto Jesus. Grab onto that. He is the salvation. Okay? And so, I'm going to be very frank with you today. I'm going to be frank with you today. Okay, wait, I want to read one more scripture. Ephesians 2 8 9. It says, God saved you by grace when you believed. We need to believe. We need to believe. We need to believe by faith. So, you know, people keep saying, yeah, but I saw something else on the Discovery Channel, or, or what about this, or what, shut up! Just believe by faith. I mean, it's not a blind faith. You see what God has done in millions of people. It's not like you're believing out of nowhere. Open your heart, open your heart, let God come in. You got saved by grace when you believe. And you cannot even take credit for that. Nobody can earn salvation. The only way that we can get salvation is accepting a present from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boost about it. Okay. And so I told, I told, I told uh, uh, Bishop Boone when I saw him come in today, I wasn't sure if he was going to be here. And I said, Hallelujah. That's a confirmation. Okay. Today we're doing the kitchen sink. Okay. We're doing the kitchen sink. I would like Nikki to come, and if she can, and just give me a little bit of music, if possible. I know she's around here someplace, um, or or somebody. Give me give me some a little bit of music, and um, we're gonna do the kitchen sink today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain something to you, cause like we we had a big concert one time, so we did. This is this is called an altar call. Altar call. We call people to the altar. And one time we didn't have any room up front so we had people stand up and raised their hand but we have a little bit of room here today we're doing an altar call because why when you walk when you walk and you make a decision and you walk and you come forward that means I'm, I'm here I'm standing here I'm standing here which means that I'm I'm in this I'm really in this that's why I want to do a live real altar call you know some people might say we're getting a little too Pentecostal a little too crazy we got to be a little bit crazy you got to you got to be emotionally and spiritually and mentally involved in this so we're going to do the kitchen sink and we're going to start with this if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you heard everything that we talk today and you feel that the Lord is talking to your life and you feel like a little something just come forward get up right now and come forward I want to see what's going to happen here I want to know if there's anybody here that has never accepted Jesus but has received and understood what we're talking about today and you feel that you want to come forward and you want to let us do a prayer so that Jesus could come into your life and that your life could start being changed and transformed abundantly and receive the blessings that God has for you. Amen. It could be that everybody here already knows Jesus. I don't know. And I know that people think, oh, but I don't want anybody to know that I'm not a Christian or what are they going to think or how I'm going to look. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. What's important is that you have a relationship with God. Another thing I'm curious to see is if the first one to come up is going to be a man or a woman. Women are usually a little bit more open and men get all hung up with complexes and thinking about what people think and this and that and blah, 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 blah. The altar is open. God is here to receive you today. Okay. I said we were gonna do the kitchen sink the altar is open you can come up at any moment okay and here's what's gonna happen the first person that comes up then more people are gonna come up okay because that breaks the ice so you could be the icebreaker today you know if God is speaking to you the next one is um, if you receive the Lord hallelujah if you received the Lord a long time ago but now you're not sure we sin we screw up we make mistakes and the devil might be telling you that you lost your salvation if you you know what i mean if you have any kind of a doubt get up walk forward get up walk forward and let god just reaffirm you in your heart you know reaffirm you in your heart if you're not sure okay if you if you think you received the lord but you're not sure and you might be a little bit confused Dios te bendiga, hermano god bless you love you brother big man came forward today hallelujah anybody else if you're not sure if you're not sure if you're saved if you think you might be saved but you're not sure please come forward let's do this prayer you want to be clear in your heart you want to be clear in your mind you want to know where you're standing you want to walk out of here today knowing hey you know what yeah I got hang-ups I've made mistakes I've screwed up but I know that I am important to God I know that God loves me amen and then you can just keep walking forward from there come on is anybody else here not sure never received the Lord or if you see the Lord but then you messed up and you think you might have lost your salvation you can come forward today but like I told you this is the kitchen sink today I want to know if Uh, because we're going through a lot of stuff we went through a lot of stuff with this pandemic because you see god has blessings for us do you need god to do something in your life are you praying about something do you have a need do you have some kind of a hurt do you need something that god needs to help you with god is here god is here and He is listening and he wants you to know that that is important to him. So if you have something that you would have to like to present to the Lord again today and you stand up and walk and come forward, you have no idea how much that means to God and how much that means to you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have a need today, you can come forward and and come to the Lord. I'd like to ask the... uh, 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 bishop boone to come up with me please and and the pastors because we're going to be praying for all these folks amen god is here today and the reason though i want you to understand why i said kitchen sink i think that we need to see the hand of god moving more visibly how many say amen amen are you seeing here how much need there is how much God is going to work on today we need to see this we need to to get into this I'm going to let Bishop Boone continue at this point yeah
2: yes you know I, I love this and I want to say I want to say thank you for giving them an opportunity to uh, stand up the devil hates you like to keep you on the neutral side but this man of God has presented a word where you you don't care what the devil thinks or people think you're just saying I'm gonna find a place with God that is gonna make a difference for the rest of my life that's what this is you actually have walked to the front of the church but this is actually you're walking straight to where God is and that's the place of repentance and also, if you've backslidden, you know, I mean, you're on fire. And it seems like you're not on fire anymore. So what? It's not a permanent state. And he talked to me about that back in the back. So if you feel like, well, wait, I'm not where I was. I was on fire at first, and now it seems like I'm kind of cruising on neutral. Stand up and come on up here and get some of this, too. And get up here and get God do something to you. Because this is an exceptional church that God is raising up and you're you're going to be something that's going to impact the world sometimes when you're told that and you still stay unrepentant you really don't feel what he's saying is is legitimate but it is but the premise of it is repentance i'm sorry lord i'm not where i should be but thank you for giving me the grace to repent i'm gonna be on fire for you and God's gonna get the glory for my life. Thank you for obeying God. I'm getting really kind of emotional right now, but thank you for letting God draw you to him. And no matter what's going on in the world, you're going to make a difference. You're going to make a difference. And the devil is a liar concerning you. So I'm just gonna lay hands on you along with the other elders if they want to come on up that's okay make it a word for you I don't know but I'm believing God for a great impact on your life first say this after me Heavenly Father I've heard your word I am good ground for what you're doing in this last day. You brought me into this world. I now know I am important to you. I will not fall short of your glory. I've walked up to you, Lord. I repent of my sins. Please forgive me for every wrong thought, for every wrong word, for every one action I've taken and from this moment forward with the help of the Holy Ghost I will walk clean I will walk devout to you to God be the glory now I take authority over sickness, diseases germs, viruses of every kind I break the power of pain lies that's spoken against you emotional bondage of every kind. May the burdens of the devil be loosed from you in the name of the Lord. And I pray for the spirit of consecration to come on you. May you become a sanctified, not religious, but you are given over to God. So much so that you will make a difference in the world for the rest of your life. From this day forward, may there be a new demarcation in your life. You're going to step forward and destroy the powers of the devil. And in Jesus' name, I thank you for it. Lay hands on you now in the name of the Lord and consecrate you over to God in a mighty way. I cancel every assignment of the devil that tries to stop you from being that awesome. The Spirit of, of the, Lord the Lord is moving. you. From the beginning of the Raise world. your hands to
0: the heavens and receive the Lord. love is going to be greater than the form. Say, Lord, thank you for what, what you Lord have for me today. In a powerful way. Thank you for the full provision of what you have spoken this morning. That I not fall short of your glory. That in Christ I am a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, all things are made new. Today starts a new day for us. In God's purpose, in God's provision in the abundance of his life. Father, I'm not going to define myself from the distortion and the distraction of the value this world has tried to put upon me, but I see myself in the light of your word that I am very, very, very important to you in this time, in this season to fill the earth with your glory. Transform my thoughts that did not be conformed to this world, but renewed Renew my mind, O God, that I might know the will of God, which is perfect and good and acceptable. Lord, be glorified through these men and women, through these families, O God, through your healing power and restoration and deliverance. You are God over all the earth. You are the most high God in our lives. That we might serve you with faithfulness and gladness and joy for the abundance of your mercy and your goodness in our life thank you for pastor Richie's message this morning oh God not only in this place but through everyone who watches on live stream, Lord the hundreds of thousands of people that need to hear this message that we might be conduits oh God that the love of God that is in Christ Jesus that nothing should separate us from God because of his great love with which he loved us and that we might be conduits of this message to men, women, and children everywhere, God. Father, that that would bring healing and salvation to our families, to our cities, to our state, our country, this nation, and the nations of the world, God. That every message the devil has tried to deliver of our insignificance and our not being valued, the lie from the pit of hell, God much more than sparrows that you care for Lord we pray that you would be glorified through our lives and thank you for this day Father we pray for Catherine Boone while we're in your presence we boldly come before the throne of your grace asking for help asking for divine intervention in the health issues over her life Father God by your stripes she was healed at the cross of Calvary Lord we break Oh God, the yoke of everything that comes to hold her in bondage. All infirmity, every word spoken. to deprive her from the liberty that she has in Christ, oh God. To enjoy good health and strength. Father, that you bring vitality to that brain and to that body, oh God. That she might testify of your goodness, oh God. Of your breakthrough that you would do exceedingly abundantly above what we have prayed and asked this morning for yours is the glory and the kingdom the power forever and ever amen amen and amen hallelujah hallelujah thank you jesus We will start a second service in Spanish at 12 noon. Pastor Richie will continue to minister. This message needs to bring clarity. It doesn't matter what, what is it that is going on in our lives, whatever it is, the preeminence of who we are is most important. And so, the devil will attack you in that area if you you don't know what your value is you'll sell yourself short and you'll become a beggar and you'll ask for a handout when God is wanting to give you an inheritance and an inheritance is not based on anything you do it's just related on the fact that you're a son of God you're a daughter of the Lord and the Bible says that this was sealed at the cross of Calvary John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, All those who believed in him, he gave the power to become the children of God. Even to those who believe in his name. And so that gives you a new identity. And don't walk in your old identity. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. And if, the Bible says, if you're a child of God, you're also an heir. And a co-heir with Christ. So that causes us to take higher ground and father we bless you this morning and thank you for what you've done in this place and that that would be the foundation from which we build that in your eyes there's value of importance importance not to walk in arrogance or pride but importance so that we might be about your business that we might be Jesus says I must be about my father's affairs so make us father God the totality and bring maturity and growth to this understanding that we might add diligence to this information wisdom that we might add perseverance and that you be glorified through and through as you take us from glory to glory from triumph to triumph that we might grow according to the precepts of your word and the principles we pray for august 8th which is will be a, a the eighth day of august we're going to do eight hours lord with bishop boone Amen. and that you might download oh father and bring us to a cleansing and to a transfer and we just come out of the pandemic and the devil has vomited on us all manner of uncleanness and has messed with our Faith pouring fear into our hearts. We pray that we would be delivered from all the muck of Satan and darkness and hell, Lord, that we walk in a different environment of faith, hope, and love, oh God, that we might have the clarity to take the land that's before us. Father, we want to tell you even before it happens thank you for the property that you have for us, thank you for the land that you have chosen for us, thank you for. A place that the whole world will come to know you and to see your people in this city through spring of life fellowship oh God we are good ground to be entrusted with your provision oh God with land with buildings with abundance of all things that people might marvel we speak it into existence even before it happens oh God our hearts are large and ready to receive the stewardship Of multi-million dollar facility, oh God. For your glory, oh God. But your hand is not short that it would not give unto us that which we need to minister and to continue the work that you've given us to change the world. We glorify you and we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. And the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. We'll be back here at 12 noon for our second service. Uh, tomorrow night it's men's group at eight o'clock and uh, we should be gathered again to fill the men with their assignments in the Lord. See you on Wednesday night. God bless you.